Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hi there, and welcome back to Beyond Your Best Plan. Today, I have Whitney, Sarah, and Kathleen with me today, and this is Claudette. We're missing our sister, Catherine, but she will be returning back next week. We're going to be talking about our feelings and allowing ourselves to feel and what this really means. And so I'm going to open up because I love how we each bring a different perspective to the table because the height of intelligence is being able to listen to different points of view and withhold judgment and then see which one resonates with your heart. And so with emotions, you know, my belief system is around that our emotions are really actually based on our beliefs. And so I used to push my emotions back. I used, if it was a bad emotion, I would kind of stuff it. You know, you've heard the term skeletons in the closet. I would kind of stuff it away and try to run away from it. Many of us fear feeling bad, but I discovered a couple of things around this. And now I actually use my emotions to get to the root belief that created them in the first place. So I don't have to keep experiencing this uncomfortable emotional thing. And so there's something called the law of resistance. Whatever we resist or push back on just gains power because what we're doing is we're casting our attention or awareness to it. And whatever we focus on gains more power, right? And so if we just push everything back and we ignore it and we try to, it actually becomes a bigger problem or a bigger, let's say, uncomfortable feeling, right? There's nothing, we're not going to judge an emotion as good or bad. I would rather say desirable or undesirable. And so if we go into an emotion and we picture ourselves going through to the root of it, and asking what the truth is about it and what we believe about it, we can begin to heal from the undesirable emotions, right? But feel it and feel it fully and don't run away from it. So I'm going to let one of my beautiful sisters take it from there. Which one, Which of you would love to go first? What I find interesting is that as I continue to grow, as I continue to allow the emotions to flow through, I become more and more aware that they're just emotions and it's the ability to flow versus resist. And so what you said, Claudette, about what we resist persists. You didn't say it like that, but that is what, you know, I heard. And I'm moving a month from today of this recording on December 8th. And I'm actually packing up and moving across the country, literally from the East Coast to the West Coast, as far as you can in the country. And my daughter lives here on the East Coast, and we were talking a little bit about 
how the emotions are flowing around that. You know, how do you feel? Is there sadness or whatever? I thought I was pretty good with it and I am really good with it. But I did notice last week as I was talking to someone that my daughter, that I was going to miss my daughter. And then the emotions started to flow and I started to get choked up and teary. And what I did at that point was instead of resist it or just get um, uh, entangled in it and continue to go more and more and more, I realized then that I became curious about the emotion. So what I said was, isn't that interesting? I wonder where that's coming from. So I was, I allowed myself to be curious about it. I allowed the emotions to be there. And yet I didn't get all tangled up into the sadness of it, nor did I get worried about, you know, pushing it aside. I just allowed it to be. So I think each time that we allow ourselves to become curious about the emotions and we see that we don't have to get caught up in it, that we can easily flow through the emotions and it doesn't any longer have the hold on us that we are trying to avoid from it. So that's my experience recently of that. And, you know, the other emotion that I find is excitement and curiosity about what the adventure is going to be. And so we get to choose, you know, we can use our imagination to get caught up in the fear and the anxiety and the stress and the depression Or we can choose to get caught up in the adventure and the curiosity and the joy. And I'm like, oh, what's going to be next, you know? So I just think it's fun as I'm experiencing in the moment stuff and just let it be. I love that, Kathleen. That's amazing. And thank you for sharing that story about your daughter. Mike, I'm curious, but you said undesirable emotion, and I, I wonder, like, why are we calling it undesirable? Where is there the resistance that it's undesirable even? You know, I've, I've definitely had people say, hey, in my depression, I created this and that, and this came from that. So, yeah, I'd, I'd just love to hear your thoughts on that. That's a wonderful question. So I say desirable or undesirable. If something is taking your energy and power and draining you and causing you to pull in and experience less than expansion for your spirit, then that might be undesirable, right? And I share with people, you can experience my emotion that was undesirable to me was sadness. And I don't mean just feeling sad briefly. I'm talking dwelling in sadness, living in sadness, letting sadness become part of your identity, right? And and so you're walking around sad all the time. That kind of sucks. I mean, I guess if you talk to somebody who's sad all the time, they wouldn't tell you it's great. And so you look and you see what is giving me energy or what is taking my energy, like what is producing energy within my being and what is draining it. And so I judge it based on that. And so it was unwinding out of the identity of sadness. And there were a lot of beliefs around that. I felt like I was a victim and I had all of these beliefs to support myself being a victim. Yeah, I love that you use these awesome tools and that you pull it out of it quickly. I think that is the key to the conversation is 
you know, but allowing the flow and moving through things. And it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. So it's just, you know, you move through it, you walk down the road, you process it, and then you step out and you expand, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Love it. Expansion. And is that the message today? Just curious. Is it really that we're moving through and expanding? I love that because then that gives me a little bit more courage to step in and move through. And what I noticed last week, just working through some emotions of my own was I got past it so much faster by identifying it. Like you said, Kathleen, like paying attention, being aware. And then it's not just identifying it and being aware. You have to ask yourself that next level question is what is driving this? Where is this coming from? And how, what are my tools and resources this time? not go back and, you know, for me, I was going back in time, experiencing old traumas, experiencing old hurts and the fears that were around all of those were entering my new space. And they had no, if I gave them that right, then they could own it and become part of my space in the move that I'm making. But when I'm not, when I'm acknowledging it, and acknowledging its time frame, and then acknowledging I am not the same person, then I am able to move through it much faster. And and it felt really good to not be stuck. And that's the expansion, to your point. I've expanded onto the other side of this. I'm not stuck there anymore. and, And life is good. I think our soul thrives growth, right? When we're not expanding and growing, it almost feels like we're dying right? It almost feels like we're stagnant, we're dying, or we're in a rut. And so, yeah, so that's where you can go. Is this desirable and undesirable? You know, Whitney, what are your thoughts on that? I love all that you guys have said. You you know, I thought about this and sort of the, the steps that I take to move through the things that I'm feeling and going through. They're very much what you guys have already stated, right? And and paying more attention in general to things in the present. And, um, you know, I've been doing some work on burnout and overwhelm. and And it very much comes back to just being in the moment. And the way we do that is what you guys stated, right? So is noticing where you are, having an awareness of where you are and what you're feeling, and then making a conscious and intentional decision to just let that be, to allow it to be asking the questions, getting curious. And we talk about that a lot, exploring what is asking the questions. And you can never ask too many questions, I think. One of the challenges is that people don't, it's something that I didn't used to do, is give permission to be in a a curious state, right? And not see it as a problem. And so when, when I heard you talk about undesirable, of course, it's subjective and it is something that I think is very fluid. 
and if we're not judging where you said undesirable, I tend to think of it as serving or not serving, right? Is, is this state, this emotion, this state, this feeling, is it serving me? And on some levels, everything is serving, at least in the beginning, right? And even if that, that service is to awareness, even if that service is to acceptance, and then there comes a point in time, and Sarah talked about where you get stuck, and then it transitions to something that can be undesirable or it's no longer serving because it's got us stuck in a place. And that could mean we just need to ask more questions. And then ultimately, we have to, you know, in the permission, validate the emotion and say what you feel is what you feel. And it's neither right nor wrong. It just is. And then decide what it is we want to do with it. And I think that becomes the challenging part. It is like ultimately, okay, I've I've gone through this process. Now, what do I do with this? Is there some action that I need to take that will move me? And I think all of us have been involved with whether it's Jack Canfield or Tony Robbins or others, where the transition, the transformation of an emotion of a state is about what you do next, right? And some of it is about movement, right? You you can change your state by moving, dancing, singing, being active, getting out, getting some endorphins and dopamine and, and other things flowing through you by laughing and hanging out with your girlfriends and things like that. So, you know, it, it becomes a, a matter of like really just jumping into the now. And it's something that I've been working on really intently over the last couple of months have been doing um, a, a practice that I've incorporated into my morning pages practice where I am writing these affirmations and statements that are filling me, filling me, not feeling, but filling me with positive thoughts and energy and a mindset that helps to like have my set point in a different place, right? So that when other things come, I can sort of move through those steps quickly. Not in a, I'm trying to get rid of it, but it's not something that needs to take hold of me, I guess is the best way to express that. I love that. You know, the biggest thing I think is that we don't avoid. Absolutely. I mean, you really just cannot avoid and you do have to lean in and face it. I met someone recently whose wife has stage four brain cancer and, you know, talk about being in your feelings and talk about experiencing something extremely intense like that. And they're, and they're doing it together. And what I loved, loved, loved was he was the first one to say, 
how much she was living her life and how much she was, she was still working. She was still wanting to adventure. She still wanted to go out, even though she wasn't the same person she was prior, she's still experiencing feelings and she's still experiencing the now and the present. And so, you know, it can be as grave as something that intense and we make, we choose, right? It's a choice. And that's what I got in the message from them was there was a lot of feelings still happening and there's a lot of life still happening, but the choice, the choice was to go in that direction certainly anybody could justify her not working, right? Everybody could justify that. And she chooses to step in and continue those relationships and continue those experiences. And I just think that speaks to our topic today of, you know, how are we addressing our feelings? Yeah, that's a great point, Sarah, that, you know, the feelings all around being diagnosed with stage four cancer is scary. It's, it can provoke all kinds of emotions that some would feel as undesirable feelings, you know, and pushing it aside is one way. And yet they're choosing, like you said, to just jump into it and say, yeah, these are going to be all kinds of emotions, all kinds of waves flowing through. And we're just going to go with the, go with the flow, whether we'd like it or not, because we have no other choice in their mind to, but to do that. And what I've noticed, especially with women, including myself, is that one emotion that we tend to really push away and not experience is anger. And, you know, in the past, if women, from my experience, I'm only going to speak to me, but in the past, my experience has been that you're not safe to express anger or anger is only expressed in physical, you you know, or verbal abuse, you know, like that's the kind of anger that I had experienced as a program when I was younger. And so it's taken a lot for me to actually step into and allow me to feel the anger instead of pushing it down or ignoring it and saying, whatever, I don't have to worry about it. I'll just forget about it. When you don't really forget about it, you're just setting it aside and creating a nice little box in your heart and putting it to the side until there is a whole wall of little boxes of anger and it eventually comes out. I just went through that last week when I was, I have to fly my cats back out to Oregon because it's going to take me over six days to drive there. I'm just not going to do that to my cats, nor am I going to do that to myself. (laughs) That just feels like a total nightmare to me. And so as I was trying to book those flight tickets there was an additional charge for each cat. I can't fly the cats in one carrier. I have to have two different carriers. So I had to buy another seat. And oh, by the way, you can't do that online. So you have to actually talk to someone personally on the call center. And then you get charged because they are personally assisting you. So they want to charge you to personally assist you per seat. And as that started to happen, I could feel this anger inside of me and being like, oh my God, can this not just be easy? And I felt at first the resistance to feel that. I became aware that I was resisting the anger that was bubbling up inside me. And then I was like, put her on mute. And I was like, ah, you know, I just like screamed it out to myself and just allowed myself 
to let the anger out, let it bubble to the surface, let it out, come out, not toward her because she was doing her job. It wasn't her. It was a fear underlying for me. There were a couple of things. One, why does it have to be so complicated? Two, they're my cats. I know them best. If they're meant to be in one carrier, they're meant to be in one carrier. Why does an airline have to dictate to me whether I do that or not? And three, it was like there was a fear of the financial output for two seats when I'm really only using really only using one. And then finally I let go. When I allowed myself to let that anger rise to the surface, get it out, I was able to come back to the center, be in the moment, treat her with the respect she deserves because it's not her fault. She's doing her job. And ultimately what that got me was they waived the charges for having to talk to them. I still had to buy another seat, but whatever it takes to get my cats out to where we're going to live, I'll do that. And this is the option. There are other options I could have chose. This is the highest and best options for all of us. So when we let out our emotions in one form or another in a healthy way, We're able to see the infinite possibilities that are there. We're able to treat other people with the respect that they deserve. And we're also able to hold ourselves in the compassion that we deserve. So I just thought that was a good story for people to hear because especially women, we are often taught that if we let anger out, we're bitchy women or we're aggressive or we're hateful or whatever it is. And that's simply not the truth. Not I give food. you, yeah, I give you permission <laughs> to allow your anger to come out in a healthy way. See, that's beautiful absolutely, because absolutely not the truth. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's but you know, when you let the anger out, you were able to go back to center and then be guided to the solution. And in that, that guidance went out to you and it went out to the woman on the phone. Then she waved the chart, you see. So, it's like when we can get that anger processed. You processed it, putting her on mute and screaming. Nobody's to judge that. You can process it however it works for you, but you're not. The thing is, there is a saying to be angry, but sin not. And I'm not getting religious because I'm not religious, but sin is just missing the mark. So what that means is you're letting your anger consume you. Okay, that's when if the anger is your central focus consuming you, becoming your identity, now it goes back into the suck factor. It Life sucks when you're in that position, right? But you just let it out, processed it, and then everything kind of came together. And that's just the beautiful way that the universe works, right? I just want to add, because I was holding her and love and compassion. And I was holding myself in love and compassion. So she felt that energy shift because when you're anger and holding it back, angry and holding it back, you're projecting an energy that is felt, whether the, the receiver knows what that is or not, they feel it. So there's judgment there. there ain't you no went high. through all of those steps and it can be just that quick in the, the span of a phone call right? It can take as long as it needs to take, and it can be as short as it needs to be, and like the flicker of a flame. I just want to add this 
first of all, that you screamed it out, spoke to me because I just had a scream out moment on Friday. <laughs> so I was like, oh, and I felt myself going through that same thing. It's like, if you don't let this out, right, it's going, you're going to hold on to it. And I just, I was just like, <sighs> and got it out. So there's that on the screaming it out. The other is, is that there's nothing that angers like booking something with the airlines right now. I, I just, I, it's like they have done everything possible to make it as unpleasant as possible to book travel. So I just want to say that that was me like letting go of some anger um, <laughs> with the airlines. But there's this last thing. We are not our feelings, right? We are not our feelings. Feelings are, are transitory. They come and go. Uh, it's like hunger. It, it comes and goes. You address it. You go through the steps that we've talked about. And the other thing is the words that we use. And we've talked about this before, right? And we, I've heard every one of us talk about how we have felt right? The state that we are in, we are not our feelings. So you don't say I am angry. I'm feeling anger, it, you know, whatever, you know, the phraseology you want to use, but you don't take that on as an identity. It's not your identity. You're not an angry person. You're not a bitch. You're not, you could be acting bitchy or, or, or whatever. I'm not even going there because I don't believe being angry having anger or, aggressive behavior, any assertive behavior makes you a bitch. I don't subscribe to that. But watch the words that you're using as you are going through the transitions of these stages. I love that. I love that. So as we wrap this conversation, I want to give everyone the last tidbits of wisdom, a chance to share it for me. I would say, let your emotions guide you to the root beliefs that create them in the first place. And you can begin to discover what actually runs your soul because that which we do not face is our master. I want to just hop on to what Whitney said, because I love what she said is that you are not your emotions. They are just emotions flowing through. And the one thing that I didn't include in my little story is that when we find gratitude in every situation, it shifts your energy. So what I did is I found gratitude in the fact that I actually could fly my cats to Eugene, Oregon and not have to torture them or myself with six days of travel in a 16-foot moving van. You know, so I, I really encourage people to allow the, your emotions to flow in a healthy way, in a safe space, and then find gratitude in what you can find in the particular situation, even if it is about becoming more aware and being curious of where that is coming from. Ooh, I wrote about that this morning in my morning pages. <laughs> absolutely true. I, I would it. just I would just wrap up with just the reiteration. Just notice what it is you're feeling. Recognize what you are feeling. Allow yourself to be in the moment with that. Feel it and don't build up resistance in it. 
get curious, explore what it is, um, ask questions, ask more questions, and then just validate what it is you're feeling. You, you are not your feelings, you're not your emotions, but they are what they are. Allow them to be and then um, make a decision about what you're going to do as a result of that. Beautiful, Whitney. I love that. And I would just add that uncertainty equals playfulness, excitement, the unknown. And as we step into that uncertain space of emotion and what we're trying to achieve and moving forward, uncertainty is okay. Not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring is okay. Not controlling it and not living so much in our certainty that we forget that uncertainty can be fun and exciting and magical. So step into something different than what you might be experiencing when it's undesirable because it could be fun, magical, and exciting on the other side. I absolutely love that. I love what all of my beautiful sisters have shared And we encourage you to pop on the Facebook group and give us your comments about this. And what are your thoughts about that? And how do you allow yourself to feel? Thank you for joining us this week. And we love you and we are here for you. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.